This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. I'm Kyle, and joining me as always is Cody. Yeah, we're a man down today. Again? Yeah, he's out frolicking in the woods. <laughs> oh. That's a nice way to put it. He's hanging out at the cabin with the kids. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Are you going to be able to go out and join them? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to, as soon as this podcast is done, we're heading back up. Fourth right. of July weekend at the cabin at the lake. So Yes. And happy Fourth of July to everyone else out there. Yeah. Yeah. I hope... Um, not too many people are suffering from the drought that's happening or the record heat wave that yeah. it will be an enjoyable weekend for everybody yeah no kidding stay safe um don't get hit by fireworks and don't get burned by the sun yes yes <laughs> or or heat stroke from just the oh yeah that general too. cooking of everything right now yes yeah well, um, since it's a holiday weekend, we kind of have a short podcast for everyone today. Just a quick rundown of a few changes, an article we wanted to go over, and, you know, SVOG grant update. What else is new, though? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's start. Uh, release changes. Last night in Soho moved from October 22nd back a week to October 29th. Yeah. Um, and there was also the release change that happened before we started the podcast, uh, Downton Abbey is being moved from its December 22nd release date to March 18th, 2022. Um, I mean, I think either one of those spots would have been fine for that movie, but um, just also is a bummer that we don't have another title for is Christmas. Downton Abbey's focus, correct? Yes. Is, yeah, I just think that they Universal has seen at Christmas, and they probably just don't want to cannibalize themselves. Oh, right. Yep, that's probably it. Because they are starting to promote scene. We did talk about that trailer last week on Mm -hmm. the podcast, and and I'm sure that there's going to be a big push for it because that's going to be a big title for them at Christmas. Yeah. And as for Last Night in Soho, it's kind of a smaller title anyway, a bit more artsy. So pushing back a week, it's not saying anything about the industry or the movie in general. I think it was just... um, you know, trying to capture more of that end of December, beginning of November time frame rather than sure. Yeah. Anything. So, um, yeah. Uh, booking strategies, anything I've got coming up? Well, I'm still confirming dates well into the end of July now. So it's, it's, it's flown by, it's flown by, it's filling up. And, um, you know, anybody that is been, I've been getting a few emails from, you know, distributors wanting to get in on um, VOD, you know, day and day VOD stuff, small titles. Mm-hmm. And I just don't have room. I really don't have room. We're trying to give enough screens to all the stuff coming out in July. And I just don't know if I can accommodate. Now, that may change. It's We're at the very beginning of July now. If nothing performs the way we think it does or if it doesn't hold up, then I will have holes opening up and I will be able to take it. But right now I can't plan on it all my screens are pretty much taken right now. Sure. I mean, it's going to be taken by the likes of what boss baby and, uh, well, like this week is boss baby and purge mm-hmm. F nine holdovers. And then I can't really bring in anything new other than boss baby and purge. Um, because I've got black widow next week Yep, and that's, that's going to be a really big one. And then, after Black Widow on the 9th, on the 16th, we've got um, Space Jam and Escape Room. Yep. And those 
need at least a screen or two each. So that's two screens there. Mm -hmm. Then on um, the 23rd, we've got Old from Universal. We've got Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes going very wide. That looks very playable. Yeah, it does. And then we've got... um, comeback trail from cloudburst now i'm a little worried because cloudburst hasn't gotten back to me on some of the dates i've submitted so that one's got me a little iffy on there right that and might open up some spaces if they either choose not to go or don't go as wide as what i'm hoping and i did notice that i believe their newest trailer they also took down off of youtube so i don't know if i need to check actually if it is back yeah. up on youtube or not but right they did take one down and um that we had linked and now we need to find their new trailer yeah if there is one up there we'd yeah. have to check but um if it, they decide to play it then or whenever we'll be ready for right. it because we really enjoy this movie yeah and then the 30th we've got jungle cruise from disney yep so and disney's starting to look at that they're trying to wrap up black widows this week um you know clean accounts pay, make sure you're paid up because that's really important to them and and just as a side note moving forward i know this is a struggle for a lot of exhibitors you your films are not performing the way they used to but the studios are really cracking down on money you cannot wait 30 days to pay them i just you just stop doing that it it <laughs> creates such an issue they these films are 14 day pays now meaning yeah 14 days after the the end of the first play week that payment has to be in and if another film opens within that time they want a clean account so they need you to pay up before they get to that point and we're just struggling with a lot of exhibitors like oh i didn't get a statement well they're not going to send you a statement you know how to do film accounting if you've been an exhibitor in this industry for more than a year you know because they can't count covid year you know how to account for your film rental there is no excuse not to pay it just means you forgot and got lazy and i'm frustrated as a film buyer having to remind people to pay film rental over some because i can't do my job i can't get you movies if you don't pay your film rental and don't pay it in time and so we a lot of my job now is reminding people about payments and it's just becoming extremely frustrating because we tell everybody we tell everybody coming in you need to pay weekly if even if it's a little bit of money on account you need to send a check every week and you do not get to wait for a statement anymore you don't get to wait 30 days you need to pay every week because a lot of studios got burned at covid they lost as everybody did they lost a lot of money but they also were left holding the bucket for a lot of people that hadn't paid film rental got shut down and then had no income come in to pay film rental. It's that whole son and dance, that whole, you know, I'm going to take a little bit from F9 to pay all my other film rentals that I've had. And that's just not how it works. That F9 money goes to Universal. That was made for Universal. You just, you cannot take money from one film rental to pay the other company. It's a slippery slope. And then you get caught. You get caught with with nothing. So... That's just more born out of frustration that I, it's a, you know, Black Widow opens next week and Mm -hmm. there's some locations that might not get it because they owe money. And that's frustrating on my part because I can't foresee that. I can tell. Yeah. (laughs) So. No, we're, we're no longer at the time where things were a bit more loose when it came to this stuff. And when people were more accepting of things, because like you were saying, there's no income. We're seeing that movies are coming back. The studios are ready to go with all this uh, product that's coming out. And now 
you know, you have to fulfill your end of the deal and you have to pay up for this stuff, right. even if it's just a little bit a week. And that doesn't get that mean check over. You mail checks. I don't know who in this day and age thinks the mail is going to get there in a week. <laughs> or who yeah. would trust the mail service after all the issues with voting last November and all of the delays? None of that's gotten yeah. better. I don't know where anybody thinks that the mail's service is back up and running. Right. I Why mean, would you put your check in the mail and it'd be like, <laughs> it'll get there and I'll be able to get my movie? No, yeah. it does not work that way anymore. If you're not overnighting it, where you have a FedEx or a UPS tracking number, you need to wire. And I know that that's a lot of fees for the exhibitor, but I think that the wiring fees are an investment into being able to even play the film because I would never bet my business on making sure the mail gets there in time. I yeah. Mean, I well, don't know. Especially with, you know, what you're saying, the new time frame within getting yeah. this stuff paid for it. Just between, if you just look at that time frame and look at how the mail has been yeah. acting lately, I love the retraction on the mailing system right now. No, but <laughs> stupid postal service. But really, like if I, if you're paying weekly, fine. I think you could probably get away with a check, mailing a check every single Friday. Yeah, coming off your play week. You know, if it took ten days to get there, which some of the mail has been doing, it's still within the fourteen day pay mark. So you're fine mailing a check every week, but. These people that are waiting saying, oh, you owe money because they waited for a statement and then they're like, okay, I mailed a check and that is, that's not going to fly anymore. I don't know why, why exhibitors, I know why exhibitors think it's fine because they had been doing it for like 20 years, but <laughs> it's not okay anymore. And I don't make the rules. I would, I know checks are cheaper. I know it doesn't cost you anything, but, but that not getting a film because you put your life in the postal service's hands, your business life is just, that's just so dumb to me. While it may be cheaper, there's a lot more consequence that could come from it. There's a lot more at stake, you know? That's a better way and to say maybe it. Maybe yeah. you should start looking at it as the cost of doing business. It costs me to send money overnighted, but I get the assurance that the checks get there in time. And then when the studio who is severely understaffed right now doesn't process my check correctly. Same I don't get the post office. <laughs> I don't get my keys withheld because I've got proof of payment. Yeah. It's just insurance policy that you're doing everything you can on your side and that the burden of that is not falling on the exhibitor. So yes, for the sake of your film buyer, just yeah. maybe just switch or your bookkeeper. <laughs> yeah. Just Get in the, if you want to mail a check, fine. You have to start paying every single week if you want the luxury of mailing a check. If Which you, I feel like that's going to be more annoying than wiring. Yeah. If you don't want to do that, if you don't want to sit down and write checks out every single week, then you need to get on the on the wire transfer train here or the overnight checking train. It's 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so... So, uh, SVOG updates. Talk about the government not getting people money in time. You send the film rental to the studios, the government not getting you your grants. Slow and steady has not won this race here. No. Um, we did hear that more people are getting their grants. Um, the big issue that I wanted to bring up that an exhibitor brought to our attention was that there became a problem if in 
um, one set of paperwork, you did an electronic signature. And then when you got your approved grant application, they send you some additional paperwork. If you scan and um, sign that paperwork and mail and scan back a PDF of it, sometimes the signatures don't match and vice versa. If you scanned all your paperwork in for the SVOG grant and you hand signed everything, and then you get this new additional paperwork and there and there's electronic signatures on it and those don't match that is ripe for being declined at, on a technical issue so just be very consistent with your signatures because um, we've had exhibitors run into an issue with that good to know otherwise it's you know they're still working. just <laughs> about i think it's up to like maybe 4000 applications have been looked at I don't think that many have been approved, but I think Yet. they've at least been reviewed. <laughs> and so we're still a long way to go on that front. Yep. Yep. It's like you were saying, slow, steady, and maybe we'll win the race right. <laughs> right. eventually. Just be really careful with those electronic signatures. I don't want anybody to get declined because they electronically signed on the grant um, app, you know, approval process and then somehow that that's fraud like oh you don't match up i love that we went from saying yes to electronically wiring money to being like hey be cautious of electronically signing your signature yeah. <laughs> know. It's, it's a tricky slope this technology there's pros to cons to everything people yeah <laughs> we're trying <laughs> but everybody should have had a great weekend last weekend i oh, was yeah. so impressed with the grosses f9 really really roared back um the box office and that was awesome 70 mil opening yeah for three days i mean i didn't know if it would part of me wanted to be a pessimist and be like it's not gonna do that like 50 million would be great but man i'm so glad i hit that that number oh yeah was... i mean and then some that it was it just was speaking to what we have been talking about like people do want to go to theaters but it they need to be i guess they need to be event films they need to be films that mm -hmm. are seemingly fun for people at least for the time being like right and stuff you just need with everything to see that's on the big on. screen yeah action that you need to have that experience for um i know a lot of our locations did really really well with it um the only ones that didn't had were small towns that had other things going on that weekend and sure that yeah. happens in the summer and yep yep unfortunately you can't control that but for the most part across the board it was really good yeah um, really good numbers and that was that was awesome to see it just knows that it just shows that the potential is there it may not be as much as it was pre-covid but it, it's still there to be very lucrative we just need the right titles at the right time yeah i mean the right titles at the right time and and it also just looks promising because maybe once things are even more normal than they are right now it the numbers will get better and better oh yeah did you go out and see it kyle I have been able to go out and see it. Oh, nice. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> I guess the best way to say it is you've seen one, you've seen them all. I mean, it <laughs> it does what these movies have always done. It takes the action and it takes these characters and it dials it up to a billion and it's all for the fun. It's all for the show. You're not supposed to think about the plot too much. Right. Uh, you know, the action with the cards are cool. Uh, some of the stunt work's really cool despite it being ridiculous and them all coming across as superhuman and not like just right. normal dudes but i love how they can flip a car three times and then just walk away exactly <laughs> or they like explosion. catch a car as they're 
standing on the hood of another car yeah. or something. I don't know. I mean, to me, I've kind of become numb to this franchise <laughs> where I get excited for them and then I'm watching these movies and I go, oh, wait, yeah, this is so ridiculous. And most of the time for me, it kind of gets on my nerves how ridiculous and over the top it is. But I also have fun at the same time. Like, I don't know how right. that's possible to have an emotion like that, but I had that throughout this movie. And it reminded me of the other times where I've seen these movies and it have that same reaction. So, I don't know. I I guess it's not, I don't know if it's exactly a criticism or not that it's almost the same of what, as what we've seen before, okay. but Did it's Charlize just clearly working. Did Charlize have her dumb bowl boy, like little boy bowl haircut again in this? She did, but it's better Ugh. than the dreads from the last movie. So the, Were the dreads in the last one? I'm pretty sure. I yeah. thought, maybe I'm thinking, because in my book, the last one, the only one I saw was Hobbs and Shaw, and she, I thought she had that bowl cut in that. Yeah, she wasn't in that movie. Wasn't she? In, she no. wasn't Hobbs and Shaw. No. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I mean, granted, they all, I did say they all blurred together. Are they together. all blurring together for me? Maybe. Probably. But that's, yeah. but that's what I'm saying though. Like, hair's stupid. I guess I'm okay. getting a little worried that it's possible that they're all going to be blurred so much to the point that people could get sick of them. Kind of right. like what I'm starting to feel. But clearly the box office shows that that's not yeah. the case. And I'm just in the minority of. Maybe, but how many iterations of a film are you going to be able to have? This was number nine. Yeah. Technically 10 if you count Hobbs and Shaw. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, do we have. 10 more films before people are like, oh, I'm done. I mean, we did have nine star Wars films. Vin Diesel will keep it going until yeah. he's dead. And it, then some, <laughs> and then we had very successful TV show. I wonder if that, if the concept, the, you know, just needs to be taken in a different direction. Maybe it'll live on, not in movies, but in spinoffs or maybe, I mean, I guess I looking back on it, I did like Hobbs and Shaw probably a little bit more than, the most recent Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. Just because it felt a little different, I suppose. I don't know. But but again, like, they are also just as ridiculous as the other previous ones, which is good, though. Yeah. Like, clearly going ridiculous since, like, the fifth Fast and Furious or whatever it was when Dwayne Johnson first arrived. Like, clearly that's a great recipe to make these movies work so well. Mm -hmm. But I think just for me personally, I am both having fun but at the same time getting sick of it at the same time yeah and i did kind of have the worry of like is this happening to most other people but i think at least for the opening weekend by the looks of it, it seems like that's not the case but we'll also have to see how you know week two and on i'm looks. hoping that it holds up this week because it's a holiday weekend and it's so yeah. hot in a lot of the u.s that people need a cool place to go during the day and yeah you know um, that a lot of fireworks are being banned in a lot of locations. Mm -hmm. So you're, you don't have that evening fireworks display perhaps that would keep people from the theater. So I, I think it's kind of shaping up weather wise to be a solid holiday weekend. Um, in most parts of the U S I, I hope would say so. Definitely I, in the West because it's been so hot mm -hmm. up here. Definitely. And the same goes for a lot of other places. You're definitely more optimistic about it than I am. Because mm -hmm. um, I'm having the assumption that despite, you know, this heat wave and despite um, fireworks being banned in some areas, I still get the notion that people are tired of being in their houses like last 4th of July. Uh -huh. And they'll really want to like make this holiday an event despite everything else that's going on. But they can at least escape 
escape their homes regardless. Right. But that's my worry, but I would gladly see that people so are going to the movie theater instead. Was John Cena a good addition? Because I like him in a funnier role, and I feel like this is very straight-laced. Yeah, it's a very straight-laced character. I I Do think he is a... I think brothers? He, or is that part no. of the... You have to suspend <laughs> disbelief. I mean, I, for the sake of the movie, sure. I guess you can buy that they're brothers. And, and, and I would say, like, he is a good addition. Like, if anyone was to, like, get into these Fast and Furious movies, it would be him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Him being a brother of Vin Diesel's character and with these movies being so ridiculous, they really could have done a lot more to make this character more entertaining than just like a straight and narrow uh, Vin Diesel clone. Right. You know what I mean? Well, they couldn't give him too much personality. Otherwise that would be the rock and it would shadow overshadow Vin Diesel. Then do you think they really that was a mistake? Him, do you think they held him <laughs> back because of that? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Cause I'll, I'll forget about this character. I've already forgotten about this character, honestly. Um, but yeah, I think the actor, John Cena, I think right. it is a good addition. I just think they needed to make the character more um, charismatic, I guess. Like, I'm obviously not asking for, like, having him be three-dimensional. Like, I'm yeah. not asking that out of these movies. But don't make him so straightforward and such a... To where he just becomes, like, a bland character. Can I ask you a spoiler question? Yeah, sure. Is he coming? Do you, did they leave the door open for him to come back? Oh, yeah. Down the road. Like, is he find redemption with his brother? Do they see eye to eye ever at the end? Do they the, say, I guess does so. mom come in and make it better? No, there's no mom involved. Um, I, I guess. I would like that more. I mean, yes. Was. Yes, they leave the door open to where he can come back. Yes, it's the redemption arc. But I would say the redemption arc is thrown in there and not... And again, I know these movies, it doesn't... It obviously doesn't matter. But if you if you think about it long enough, you're like, oh, that redemption arc happened in 15 seconds. That's... <laughs> okay, sure, whatever. And hmm. so, yeah, it's there. And he can come back. And I'm sure he will come back. Do you think it'll have a 60% drop? If this wasn't 4th of July weekend and we didn't have a holiday and a heat wave that might drive people to the theater, if that if it was just a normal week, would the, we see a big drop? It, was there enough in that movie to keep audiences coming back? Y- yes. Interesting. Yes. I am I am worried though that it will take a 70% drop because of Ooh, you're Fourth thinking of July. 70 cuz of 4th of July? That's wow. how nervous that's how nervous that's I am. A, that's a hot take right there. But I I mean, I've been wrong how many times now on this <laughs> podcast. So yeah. if it's 60%, I think I'll take it. Yeah, that would like be a win for you. Yeah. I mean, I would prefer less than that, but yeah. I right. think in these circumstances I would take 60. I would hope for 60. Hmm. I I'm hoping that, given the weather and stuff, normally we might see an over 60% drop on these films. They just are yeah. so front-loaded. Uh, you get the rabid fan base out and the, on the excitement, and then there's just not quite enough story or twist mm-hmm. to keep people coming back. But I'm hoping that this weekend we we see less. Like, maybe we'll see a 50 55% 
or less. That would oh, be geez, awesome. I'll be, I'll be over the moon if it is 50 or 55%, but I don't know. Despite everything that's going on with this upcoming weekend, I, it just makes me... It just it better not drop that much because bl- with Black Widow coming in, I it's gonna bomb after that. I I don't see Fast Nine surviving it, after Black Widow. It needs one more solid weekend. Yeah, definitely. To I think if Black itself. Widow wasn't like two weeks after, it probably would have been okay. Yeah, I think Black Widow's really gonna hurt it. I'm not super excited to see Black Widow. I feel like it's too little, too late situation, but. Probably. But it is a Marvel movie, and we haven't had a Marvel movie in so long. It, yeah. It's not theater exclusive, but it's got a premium VOD on it. So mm-hmm. um, we do know that that being day and date with streaming does hurt a film's prospect. Um, and we are finding now with just rough math that the studios are probably making a quite a bit off the premium VOD. There, in fact, there was even an article, a Yahoo article recently that claims that PVOD movies are making bank on, on the, on streaming and the studios are making bank on these premium video, video on demands. Now, when I say premium, I mean with the upcharge. So I yeah. think there was like a $30 upcharge with Cruella mm-hmm. from Disney. Um, there's an upcharge from Universal when it goes to streaming. I think nobody had an upcharge of $20 and... Yeah, something like that. Yeah, although Universal does grant a short exclusive window, except in the case of Boss Baby. Right. That's the only one that they've done premium, or they've done day and date VOD without the upcharge. While nobody is a PVOD release to where it's Mm -hmm. theaters for, what, 31 days, and then... 17. 17, Oh, yeah, they do it differently, and much shorter. Much Um, shorter. Yeah, so they do 17 days theaters, and then Mm. it goes to wherever you can get movies, VOD release types. So F9 will be like that. Uh, Forever Purge will be like that. Old will be like that. But they made an exception for Boss Baby. So we'll just have to see how Boss Baby, if that's hurt or hindered by that. That's true. This article was interesting. We only bring it up. It was a Yahoo article because um, they they took a stab at trying to figure out what the the payout was for the studios. And they looked at like Cruella and... And um, they tried to get garner some very rough estimate streaming numbers. And they were saying that it possibly made $40 million on premium VOD, and, and which was more than it had initially made in theaters. Mm-hmm. But I think if you go through the article, again, they're really rough estimates. I think their numbers are off substantially because they just there's no way to verify you just don't get to verify the streaming um but i think what they do make mention of and what why i want to put in our context is that the films that did better the the and got more people to pay the pvod amount were the ones that played in theaters so so i think twofold that shows the ability of the theater to legitimize a premium upcharge on it. It shows that there's a quality there that people should pay for. And that there's that kind of, kind of fun, like, Oh, I could go to the theater or I could pay for it at home. Like you're getting something exclusive at home that other people might have to go to the theater for. I don't know. There's some behavior there, but I think what it really shows movie theaters is that there is a subset of your customer base that is gone, gone forever that would rather pay that subscription charge and pay it regularly 
then come to the theater. Now, I don't think that those people were regular movie theater goers. I don't think you're losing your regulars by any means. These right. are the people that maybe went once or twice a year. And They're, they probably complained about going in the first place. Yeah, and they yeah. probably never bought concessions because it was expensive. And so this is not your ideal customer. But on the big films like F9s and and uh, James Bonds and and those event films, if they are given an ability, like on Black Widow, to have a, a paid streaming upcharge, there is a group of people that are going to pay it. And that's going to hurt the gross overall. Yep. It's skimming off the top. And and exhibitors are going to have to start wor- working that into their projections moving forward. Am I going to make 80% of what this normally would have made previously am i going to make 70 percent? can i live off that can i live off those butts in those seats and that concession or am i going to have to start implementing some alternatives here Mm -hmm. and how can i gain more out of the out of the customers i do have on a per capita basis how can i get them to spend more inside the venue because i'm just not going to have the volume of people i used to have and it's just a time to, for exhibitors to really pivot away their thinking and to to find w- alternative ways for revenue other than just ticket sales and then concession sales. I mean, you might be able to get it with concessions if you juice up and you have a higher margin concessions. Um, you could do it with alternative events. You could do it with changing um, some of the ways you manage the complex, I think the point is, is that what the article is really getting at is that it's not been a bomb for the studios. They have made money off these day and date streaming films. And while they are not going to completely abandon theaters, I think theaters should be aware and it would behoove them to start thinking that they may only be getting 70% of their normal annual gross. And how do I bring in the revenue to account for that now because I'm never going to get those people back in the theater. Yeah. Um, I don't even, even, I don't even think that was Yahoo's intention was to highlight that point, but it's just crazy how just a little detail and it just spirals off into so many other, other details within this industry. Um, but I think that article first and foremost was just clearly highlighting that, Yes, there are. There is now always going to be a group of people that don't want to go to the movie theater at all. They want to watch stuff at home, and they'll pay the price to do so. Mm-hmm. But they want to pay that price f- for seeing a movie in their home that does have the theatrical approval. Right. Do you know what I mean? I if you look throughout the endless sea of all these other type of VOD movies. It, it, the, I don't think a lot of people are really going to bat an eye twice about it. But if they do recognize I think nobody would be a good example. I think that's a movie people do want to go see, but I think the majority of that audience for nobody didn't want to be in a theater for it. They'd rather just have it at home. Right. After and so the kids go to bed type of thing. Exactly. Um, and they know that that movie has the stamp of approval of it being released in theaters to begin with. Is mm-hmm. And now they're saying, okay, like this movie is like a legit movie and it is worth my time. I just don't want to be in the right. theater to see it. A couple things that- else from the article that I found interesting was they said because a film like nobody actually was successful with home streaming, the likelihood of getting a sequel is now increased. 
and and that will be yeah, interesting well, to see yeah. if they if that happens like and will the sequel yeah. be a direct to streaming sequel because yes. they've already established it question. or is the sequel going to come to the theater as well i mean there's this there's a whole lot of unanswered questions about how this is really going to affect exhibitors and i and I worry that how many theaters does it take for a film to say to play in for it to legitimize? Does it merely take the studio saying in theaters and streaming for everybody to be like, oh, this would play in a theater? I should see this. Mm-hmm. In which case you don't need that many theaters to ever, you know, to legitimize that claim. Yeah. Or does it need to be widespread and you need to be able to see your, your local cinema, see that it's playing and be like, okay, my cinema actually got it. This must be good. I do think that the, uh, studios will have to make their movies widespread because think of like the Oscar bait type movies that have like the really small theatrical releases and yeah. they go, we're legit. We're legit. Okay. You may be re- legit when it comes to like award contention, but right. from a wide stream po- or from a wide audience point of view, I should say, it still is not really getting that buzz and that uh, attention. I mean, look at all the movies in this last awards race where they were all available on streaming. Like most of them Mm -hmm. you can just have like a Netflix subscription to, but yet there wasn't really buzz. And even like one or two of them had a theatrical release, but there wasn't that many theaters that it it was just poor. Yeah, exactly. It just didn't do what the intentions I think were they'll chalk it up to pandemic era but i think you're on to something yeah I, you know i looking at that specialty fair looking at that they do need wider footprints mm-hmm. we'll just have to see what marketing campaigns and stuff do it just brought up a lot of interesting takes this article did and just kind of reinforced that yes studios are making money off these premium vod subscriptions there's a and they're not going to go away and no it's not Moving forward, you're going to have a variety. You're going to have a theater exclusive content. You're going to have premium VOD content, and you're going to have day and date free streaming content, probably playing all at the same time in the theater. Now, it's going to mean that the exhibitor is going to have to really educate themselves on what the print plans are for these films. Because if you have like a boss baby that's, say, day and date with streaming, and you're putting it up with, um, either a Cruella or even Hotel T that if it had kept its date and was theater exclusive, you might give the theater exclusive, the bigger auditorium. You might stuff that little boss baby in a small auditorium (laughs) and, and, you know, not service it the way you would have normally. And And exhibitors really need to start looking at that too. How am I servicing the films? Am I doing this just because, well, I always give Disney two or three screens or am I doing this because it, I'm, maximizing the occupancy rate of the butts and seats. Yeah. I mean, moving forward, you're probably going to have to be thinking that way in terms of what's going to be the more important movie, what's going to get the most people in the seats. Um, and you're going to have to be thinking about if you're pivoting to other alternative uses of, um, a screening or of, a theater space you're gonna have to think all right is that gonna be more important than this day and day release or this you know pvod release or whatever type of release it could be so while you're thinking about how else can you use your theater outside of just screening like the big event movies 
you're also maybe going to have to prioritize if those side events that you're doing are going to be right. the priority over maybe a weekend where it just doesn't have much, but day and day releases yeah. that have already played out. That's going to be a really even trickier situation. And we'll have to talk more about this on future podcasts, but already the studios are restricting showtime schedules they're they are not allowing you to lose shows on stuff they want fully clean schedules if you play their film in that auditorium you know you have to play a fully clean schedule and even if that doesn't make sense so they're barring you from say playing a ufc fight on a wednesday night or a saturday night because they can't happen to lose one showtime and they've got the software and they're checking and so that's going to you know, put you in a bind. You might just always keep an auditorium available for events and you, you might have seven and you may go down to six and the studios get first try at that six, even though you're a seven and, and you might keep that, that screen open. So there's a lot of management of these screens moving forward, but shockingly enough the studios are acting like it's pre-covid times i get my minimal play weeks i get a clean schedule even after four or five weeks in the market well we were in the top five so i should have a clean schedule well it's really not hard to be in the top five right now (laughs) when there's only like six movies out there actually doing business the six movies that you guys only want to be playing to begin with you don't want to play have anything else being played to make it you know fill up a bit more man it's just uh, the struggle the struggle of that you would think that you would hope the exhibitors would have more control over their cinemas but they just really don't they really they're losing great ground to the studios on that front yeah i just hope not all studios but there are the ones that were terrible to work with before Mm -hmm. getting worse backed off a little and now we're bad back to being their old ways yeah, I just hope there will come a day where there's the realization to these studios that we need to have more stuff being sent to theaters than just these six movies. You right. know, I, I or that know. your maybe, movie maybe, I, I, at nine o'clock at night, your kid's movie at nine o'clock at night is not utilizing my theater and that you shouldn't have to dictate to me what mm-hmm. I can and can't do on that screen. That is, That is just the worst the most frustrating part of now what we're getting into. Oh, I'm sure. Is yeah. No one is seeing Spirit Untamed or Cruella at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. I mean, they're just not. So do you want to give us an, a, a more mature adult movie that can work for the nine o'clock slot? Can you use or can I just Can you give yeah. us that? <laughs> can I just utilize your show times when you're making the most money. I'm not trying to do this to hurt the studios. I'm not trying to take money from the studios. I'm trying to utilize the supply end of it to increase the demand. And they're just not giving the supply right now. No, that's what I was trying to get at. I hope that the day comes where studios realize, Hey, we need to give them a little more supply. I don't think they're ever, I think we're seeing what we're seeing right now. I know. I'm just, I'm thinking like they need to, one of these days they need to realize that, any sort of theatrical window does matter to legitimize their movies for, you know, PVRD or streaming services. But well, obviously, obviously their head's going to be in the sand and that's not going right. to happen. It's, but. it's the two faced. I'm going to also put this on streaming and undercut your availability for performance, but I'm not going to let you do anything to utilize your screens and your seats the way you, it could maximize profits for you. Yeah. I, 
you have to always play by my rules or you don't get anything. And that's what's becoming unfair. And we're already oh, yeah. seeing it, you know, heading into July. We're already seeing the struggle right there. Yeah. And I was hoping that we'd be past it, that, you know, it'd be kind of back to old ways, but already getting called up. We lost a show. One show. I didn't approve this. Well, Jesus, I don't know <laughs> what everybody's show's schedules are. I don't take care of mm-hmm. that. Let me see what I can do. It's just, I don't know, just frustrating moving yeah. forward. Yahoo made us mad. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's that article was just talking yeah. about how that um, has become successful for studios in ways, and it just brings up so many more issues. Yeah. So many more issues. But we're still figuring this out. We're still talking it through, still strategizing, and it changes every single day. We just, it's going to be the next year or two are going to really reshape our industry in it's lots all of different ways. Ground. Yeah. And we are still in testing phase. So um, speaking of upcoming stuff, we did have a trailer that we both saw this week. There was we some did. other new trailers, but I hadn't had a chance to see them. But I did see the Clifford, the big red dog trailer. <laughs> yeah. I... I'm not so set on the realistic dog, <laughs> like red animated. It's not even animated, red CG CGI yeah. dog, but I liked the story a lot. I love, mm-hmm. I liked this trailer so much more than the sneak that we had seen before. This is, Oh yeah. That, give, that doesn't matter. Yeah, This gives a lot of the story. Um, Cause that, that was a big thing about Clifford was that um, the little girl loved him big and there was a little bit of magic and, I think it'll be really fun. Um, my boys were excited to see the trailer. They laughed a lot. So oh, yeah? I saw something where where somebody said that the Clifford trailer was scaring people. I did not have that issue with my kids. Well, I don't know. The dog's red. Maybe the eyes look, you know, like just blank black eyes, you know. I don't know. I Maybe there's something to it. Maybe, but not, I didn't, that was not our experience. We laughed and laughed and laughed. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's so many people out there making fun of this trailer yeah. and, and I get it. Like it is definitely for kids. It is not for anybody else. No, of, of course not. Yeah. And for kids on the younger end of the spectrum. Yeah. And for that demographic, like, yeah, I'm sure it'll be a nice, charming movie and Clifford the Big Red Dog has always been, you know, a great property. It's yeah. It's nice to see a yeah. live action movie. I felt like Jim Carrey should be in it. No. I don't know why. I think maybe because I watched Mr. Popper's Penguins recently, and I was like, he's so funny. He's just so 90s funny. Yeah, he's hilarious, but I... I just miss that. I think he... I don't know. I think he dodged a bullet. He's fine with Sonic. He's fine with Sonic. He's okay. okay. Um, But yeah, no, this this movie will be charming. I actually... I don't know if Clifford is still, like, popular or not, but... Oh, yeah. I think so. Is it so popular? They had okay. a little show, a, a little cartoon that the boys watched. Yeah. Where he went and lived on an island. He got out of the city and lived on an island. Like Long Island? Wait, no. that's not I don't right. know. I don't know what island. But he lived on remember. an island. Okay. Yeah. It was, there was a lot more room for him there. <laughs> and they had oh, a really sure. big dog house. And it was, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Was a cute and, little show. And yeah, I mean... You can make the jokes like it's scary looking that there's like a big red dog, but I don't know. That's probably the point. It's probably to be like, let's make this look real, but still keep the magic. And yeah, 
And yeah, there'll sure. be a lot of slapstick humor in it. The kids love. Oh yeah. I, I, I am sure that there's going to be, you know, some sort of fart joke where, you know, <laughs> somebody gets Clifford's, gassed out. Yeah, Clifford's going to rip one. And it's going to throw a house across the yeah. street or something. Dog, I don't know. A thousand percent of his size can gas out a whole room. So oh, yeah. I imagine, can imagine what he can do. Oh, I yeah. hope now there's a fart joke in there. Oh, it, of course there will be. Farts are funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's it. That's all we got for this week. A lot of yeah. ranting on my part about, oh man, it's getting back more normal processes <laughs> and I'm just not happy about it. Don't we feel better though after ranting yeah. and everyone listened to it and we got all these thoughts out? <laughs> No, I'm still mad. <laughs> I'm looking forward to 4th of July getting away. This is going to be a really nice weekend. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, also, real quick, uh, next weekend, next Friday, we're not going to have a podcast. We're going to be. I don't be... think so. I think we're going to be off next week. Yep. Both Kyle and I and Ken are going to be out of town. I guess Ken will be here. He could probably man the whole podcast. Sure. By Maybe we'll let that happen. I don't know. I think we might come to regret that decision. I think there, one adult that's, needs to be in the room. That's too much power. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we'll be gone next weekend, but we'll be back the following weekend. Yep. Um, July 16th, we'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, thank you for listening to this episode uh, of Off the Break Podcast. You can find us on all podcast platforms and over at silverscreeninsider.com, where if you're a theater owner or manager needing updated and accurate information of the upcoming movies on the release schedule plus uh, marketing materials to help uh, promote these movies on your social media platforms check us out there and download and get all the information that you'll need have a good fourth of july weekend everyone bye everyone